Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We are continuing with our series titled, Walking and Living in the End Times. Our foundation scripture is Mark chapter 13, verse 22. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And yesterday we were talking about why would we want to walk and live, especially during the end times. If everything's going to be terrible and bad, why would we want to continue? Why would we want to have a family? Well, we discussed Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, which says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Yep, both you and your descendants. You see, if we choose life and share the word of God with our descendants, they can live also. That's the greatest gift you could ever give them, eternal life in heaven with God. So not only can we walk and live now with the promise of eternal life to come, but so can our descendants. How do we do this? By bringing the word of God into our homes and teaching them how not to be deceived by false prophets and teachers. And finding the genuine apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that God has given as gifts to the church to guide us. Well, how close are we to the end of all time? I don't know. However, I do know we are 2,000 years closer than the saints in the book of Acts. We're a whole lot closer than they were. It may even happen in our lifetime. So I am walking and I am living. I'm not afraid or concerned. I believe we're alive for such a time as this. I believe God has chose us to walk and live in this specific time. Because we are the chosen and the appointed to be his ambassadors during the most important time of all, the end times. I'm loving it. So if the falling away has already begun, then what can we expect next? Again, here's the timing of events we've been talking about. First, the falling away, the apostasy within the church, a great departure from the faith. And I believe we see that in a major way today. The second event is the taking away of the Holy Spirit who is restraining. That means we go too. It's called the rapture. And after that, there's the revealing of the man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist, who will become the one world ruler at the beginning of the tribulation period, which the Bible says will last for seven years. And after that is the coming or the day of the Lord in judgment. So what's the next event to take place? It would be the taking away. It's called the rapture, or the church being caught up to be with the Lord in an instant. We read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. It says, In a moment, 
in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Well, is the taking really the rapture of the church? Well, if you remember, Paul called it he with a capital H. Before the Antichrist can rule and reign, he, capital H, who restrains, must be taken out of the way. And we find this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11, which says, And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, and that's capital H, who now restrains will do so until he, capital H, is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That is a strong word. Like many other theologians, I believe the he, the capital H, who is restraining is the Holy Spirit. Now think of this, if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, as it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, and if the Holy Spirit has been given to us in our hearts as a guarantee, which it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 21 through 22, and if we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22 and Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 through 14, and if our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19, then how can the Lord take the Holy Spirit away without taking us with him? Yes, I believe this taking includes us. Now that's good news. Before the Antichrist begins his rule on the earth, we will be gone. Now that's what I call a deliverer, and it'll be in the twinkling of an eye, and we will be changed. But until then, we have a lot to do. Let me remind you of some of the false teaching and false prophecies that are already taking strongholds, such as coexist theology, that all religions pray to the same God, another being purgatory and purchasing indulgences for loved ones who have died to get them to heaven sooner, Another one is that many variations of sexual immorality are acceptable to God. Another being that abortion is acceptable to God. Another that Christ is not deity, or he was married to Mary Magdalene and had children, or he was a homosexual in a relationship with John. Another being that Jesus sinned. Then there's dual covenant theology as salvation for the Jews and replacement theology as salvation for the Gentiles. Then there's once we are saved, we are always saved, and it's impossible to lose our salvation. Another being sin is not deceitful, and some say that sin does not exist anymore. So in our walking and living in the end times, how can we speak the truth in love without speaking the truth? Well, it can't be done, but here are a few tips. The relevancy of the gospel to the world does not require us to walk and talk with their behaviors and sin. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 16. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. 
because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A definition of false prophet on Wikipedia says this. A false prophet is one who falsely claims the gift of prophecy or divine inspiration or who uses that gift for evil ends. The book of Luke chapter 13 verses 24 through 28 Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us, and he will answer and say to you, I do not know you, where are you from? Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you, where you are from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. Well, as we add us to the second event, first there's the falling away, an apostasy within the church, a great departure from the faith. Second, there's a taking away of the Holy Spirit and us, who are actually doing the restraining. Third, there's the revealing of the man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. And last, there's the coming or the day of the Lord in judgment. Yes, we have a lot to look forward to. So how do we walk and live individually and as the church in the end times? Here's some great suggestions. Dedicated prayer, strong worship, a true move of the Spirit, uncompromised teaching of the Word, Preach the gospel, unwavering faith and faithfulness, compassionate ministry to the saints and to the lost, stay in love with each other, refuse strife, and build strong families. Concerning the question of an eternal heaven or an eternal hell, let's see what Jesus said, and it's in Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger, and take you in, or naked, and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? 
Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And then listen to what he has to say here. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. If we want to be honest about the teachings of Jesus and study the original words of the Hebrew and Greek, we find that heaven and hell are both real and heaven and hell are both eternal. And finally, the choice as to where we spend eternity is ours. Yep, we must stick to the word of God. It's the end times. I'm excited. But be careful of the false prophets and false Christs, as it says in our foundation verse, Mark chapter 13, verse 22, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. It's a great time to be alive, but watch out for deception. You don't want to be deceived. So keep walking and keep living in the end times with the word of God as your guide. Well, this completes our series titled Walking and Living in the End Times. It's a great time to be alive. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.